Get back in control with Off the Wagon, adventures in emotional eating, health, and weight loss. Each episode containing fork-sized mindset tweaks, perspective shifts, and lifestyle hacks to get you back on the wagon. Whether it's habit change, emotional eating, addictions, weight loss, willpower, or relationships, there's something here for you. So let's get on the wagon and get down the road to your goals with me, Christy R. Hall. Welcome to episode 27, where today we're talking about weight loss and what to do or rather focus on when all your progress and even the scale has seemed to stall. For so many of us, the start or the beginning of yet another attempt to release weight is a pivotal and most of the time painful moment. For some, it's getting on the scale and seeing a number outside a range of what they were expecting. For others, it's seeing an old photo or not being able to fit into clothing that they once could fit into. For others, it's seeing a recent photo or seeing family or friends that they haven't seen in a while. Still others, it's hearing from their doctor that they have diabetes or now fall into the obese category. The list of reasons we get started trying to change our lives, our lifestyles, and our relationship with our bodies and our food is endless and ever-changing. But it's important because those moments create awareness, and that awareness creates motivation to get started. Unfortunately, our motivation tends to wane as we gain distance from our pain point because we can feel it less, but our motivation also tends to fall off and falter when we stop making progress towards our goal or that progress comes slower than we would like. That's one of the reasons why it's so important to have other ways to measure progress other than the number on the scale, or body measurements, or even how your clothes fit, which are all good things to keep track of on your weight-releasing journey, because while the scale may not change, your body composition might. But there are times When you are tracking the numbers and the inches and the sizes, you're not really seeing progress. And when that happens, it's easy to become hyper-focused on it not moving. And this attention and focus tends to make us exaggerate our feelings and project failure upon ourselves. When that may not be the case at all, which in turn may cause us to become more rigid more restrictive and more excessive about what we're willing to go through and do to our bodies in an attempt to accomplish our weight goals. This ratcheting down and getting hardcore with our efforts usually backfires on us as we push ourselves too hard and too far, which ultimately may lead to catastrophic failure and a return to our old ways. So today, I want to share with you some things that you can focus on when all you want to focus on is your weight. If we all strive to improve and enhance the quality of our lives, even by just 1%, we'll all be happier in the long run. So the first thing that you can consider focusing on instead of your weight is your life purpose. Stop for a minute and focus on the reason you do what you do on a daily basis. 
Sometimes we make releasing our unwanted weight so important it feels all-consuming. But I want to tell you this. You were not put here on this earth to release, or I'll just say it, lose weight. You were not put here to do battle with your food or your body. Some people flounder in the sea of life the whole time they are here without ever realizing their life's purpose or what I like to call their soul goal. This is because they get caught up in the day-to-day chores and mundane muggleness of life. They lose touch with the universe or the divine or even God or their higher power. Having a soul goal gives you a purpose for getting up in the morning. So then, if battling your weight and your body and emotional eating isn't why you're here, then why are you here? What is your purpose? What is your soul goal? What are you here to do or accomplish for the greater good? Figure out your why. Many people use yoga or running or meditation as a way to find their life's purpose. You can also journal or get out in nature, do whatever works for you. And don't think that you have to figure it out in five minutes. Take the time you need and think on it. You should resonate with it completely. Once you connect with your purpose or your soul goal, you'll be able to integrate your emotional eating and weight journey in with that purpose in a way that brings you into alignment with that purpose. Naturally, your outlook on life's going to improve, and you may find that your energy and your excitement increases. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in our weight woes that we lose track of what's important in the first place. The second thing that you might consider focusing on is health and fitness. And I know when I say that, it's going to seem like I'm talking about something that's weight-related. And I suppose it could be, but it doesn't have to be. We see people every day abusing themselves. They smoke, they drink, they shop excessively, they play too many video games. Maybe they ignore common knowledge health advice or the advice of their doctors. If you've been toying with the idea of letting go of a habit or making a change, like integrating something new, now is a great time to start. Trying to get off of high fructose corn syrup or sugar doesn't have to be about the weight, as there are a lot of benefits to making that switch. From a caloric perspective, getting off of diet sodas will have a net effect of zero, but there's a definite health benefit from making that change. Being able to do 10 push-ups or sit-ups is unlikely to really help with releasing weight, but building strength and using your body will help you in the long run. So look for things that you can do to improve your overall health that aren't solely focused or done with the intent to release unwanted weight. And if you're one of those people who says, I don't have the time, let me offer these ideas. You can do squats or walk in place while brushing your teeth or making dinner. You can run in place or do sit-ups or push-ups while watching commercials. 
or walk in place through an episode of whatever it is that you're binge watching on Netflix. To quote Count Rogan, the six-fingered man from The Princess Bride, which is a movie that I love, if you haven't got your health, you haven't got anything. Making it a priority to improve your health and your fitness will make you feel good. It will also improve your outlook on life and your emotional health. It will probably increase your productivity and give you some clarity on that life purpose or soul goal that you were thinking about in item number one. So item number three is get good sleep. Now, you should know, and if you don't know, I'm telling you, (laughs) how we sleep is, and how good of sleep we get, is the foundation for our day. When we sleep, it's a time for our body to repair itself and recharge. It cleans up dead and damaged cells. It tunes up and repairs muscles and body systems. All night, basically, the mind and body are busy getting ready for the next day. So when your body doesn't have the required amount of time to do those cleanup jobs and repairs, what do you think happens? You start your day with your tank already half empty. Now, I don't know if it's true, but Dr. Jockers says, be in bed by 10 p.m. if possible, because every hour of sleep before midnight is equal to three hours after midnight. And I think that's really impressive because most of us have a tendency to stay up really late. So if you're not sleeping well, see if you can determine why. Are you drinking caffeine late in the day? Are you eating late? Are you drinking alcohol? I know I used to be one of those people who thought that alcohol was helping me to sleep better. And I got a Fitbit and started wearing it through the night and tracking my sleep. And it did take some time for that to even back out. But once, you know, I was getting about four hours of sleep, you know, I'd be in the bed for eight or nine hours, but I was actually really only getting about four hours worth of sleep. And that was with, you know, a nightly glass of wine or two or a beer or something like that. When I let go of the alcohol, it took, again, took some time for that to come back. But there did come a point where all of a sudden I started sleeping more and sleeping better. And now I get you know, on average six and a half hours, and that's without the alcohol. So, you know, make sure that you're thinking about these things. Um, Speaking of thinking of things, are you thinking about something that's keeping you awake? Is there something in your environment that's not quite right? Is there something wrong with your bed or the temperature in your bedroom? Are you, uh, do you have excessive light in your bedroom? Um, Is it noisy? Do you have lots of uh, mechanical noises or electronics? Examine anything, everything, and change what you can find and what's, you know, what you're capable of changing that could be causing you to not get the rest that you need. Focus number four is to be grateful. So I've talked about being grateful a lot. Um, It's a daily practice, right, to appreciate everything around you and what you have in your life. You can, you know, take a 20 minute walk outside, smell the air, listen to the birds, feel the heat of the sun on your skin. You can stand in the rain. Um, Sometimes it helps people if they write their thoughts down in a gratitude journal. 
um, there's something about the act of writing on paper that for a lot of people is so much more satisfying than typing it out on a computer. Your journal can be, you know, just a simple notebook or it can be a dedicated, you know, hardbound journal designed for gratitude journaling. Either way, it's not particularly important. What does matter is getting those ideas and those gratitude points down. And one more thought on being grateful and gratitude. Some people use gratitude as a way to ignore negativity in a power of positive thinking sort of way. Like being grateful will make it all better and things won't suck. Um, personally, I don't think that's the case. I think you can be grateful and it can still suck. You can be grateful and it can still not be what you want. And I think that's okay because what that gratitude does is it gives you perspective. And as an example, let's say you are dealing with excess skin, which is a problem for a lot of folks who release a lot of weight. You may struggle to love and accept your body because of this excess skin. You don't like it, you don't want it, but you can still be grateful for your body because without your body, you couldn't be here. As a life force or a soul or however it is that you think of it, the spark that gives you life needs a body to inhabit. And while you may not like the house that your spark is living in at the moment, it's still better than having no place to live. So I hope that makes sense. Focus number five is a stop doing list. So many people when they are, you know, working through their lives, they're going, you know, about their everyday things, they're, they keep a to-do list, right? It's an ongoing, ever-growing list of things that they have to do. But not a lot of people keep a stop doing list. And it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a list of things that you no longer need to do, you no longer want to do, you no longer have to do. Start by writing down habits that you have that are not productive or that waste your time in a way that feels unpleasant or that doesn't improve your life in some sort of way. Now, when I say that, it makes it sound like I'm saying that you must be gainfully employed in some sort of constructive task at all times. And that's just not the case. You need downtime, you need to be lazy, you need rest, and you need play. Those are all productive for your mental well-being and your peace of mind. So what I mean is, is those things that you do that you, you feel guilty about and you should feel guilty about if you have any of those kinds of things. Remember the excuse, I don't have the time? Actually, you're gonna find that you have lots of time once you start documenting how you spend your time and identifying the things that you no longer need to do or want to do. It's possible that you can delegate some of those activities or get help with them. That may lighten your burden and allow you time and energy to look at creating space to do some of those other things that you say you want to do and that may be part of your life's purpose or your soul goal, like writing that novel or working on a scrapbook. Focus number six is connecting with friends and family. As humans, we are social animals. And what that really means is that generally 
We like to be in the company of other people, but so many of us divorce ourselves socially from others due to feelings of shame, guilt, regret, or just plain fear. The research shows that folks are happier when they socialize, but especially when they're around positive, like-minded ones. So whether you connect on social media or call someone on the phone or meet them in person, fill up your social cup with interaction with like-minded people and positive people, people who can lift you up and support you on your path and your journey. Be sure to tell them how much you appreciate having them as a friend, a relative, or a companion, or whatever they are to you. And you'll be surprised at how much better you both feel. Focus number seven is learn something new. Nothing will serve to distract you more from the slow moving scale than to focus your attention and efforts on learning something new. Whether it's reading a new article or book or taking a long class or course, when you set out to learn something new, you'll be keeping your mind sharp and busy and healthy longer than if you veg out in front of the TV and do nothing. Consider doing something that you've always wanted to do but never seemed to take the time to do before. And it doesn't have to be book learning or going to school. Some people like to travel. Others like to experience new sights, new sounds, um, new cuisine and culture and find that's the best kind of learning. And all that new activity keeps them focused when the weight has slowed down. Not to mention, um, this is a side note for those of you who are considering or who are excited by the idea of travel or vacation. A lot of times that will be a jump start or a primer to getting the weight releasing going again, you know, just relaxing, getting some downtime and, uh, you know, being in a situation where you can't be quite as rigid with your, uh, you know, dietary restrictions and requirements like we are often uh, apt to choosing. Focus number eight is reducing stress. Physiologically, we need stress to survive as a species, but what was, you know, back in caveman times, an occasional response to, you know, that saber-toothed tiger, you know, and we had our fight or flight situation has, for most of us, become an all-day, everyday event. And that has made it you know, a permanent issue, a permanent fixture, both mentally and physically and emotionally for all of us. When we're under stress, you probably already know this, the body releases cortisol, which is a hormone. It's meant to reduce potential pain from an upcoming situation. Um, it's designed to increase your awareness, sharpen your senses, right? All things that you would need in order to, you know, stand your ground and fight or to run like heck and get out of dodge. But it's not particularly helpful when you're trying to live a normal life and, you know, the stress is your boss is being a pain in your patootie or you're sitting in traffic, right? So when you're wanting to live 
a normal life and you know have easy and effortless weight loss cortisol is not your friend and so today our bodies are interpreting these normal average everyday stressful situations and dumping too much cortisol into our bodies and this leads to a majority of our health related issues so we have to kind of offset that we do that by you know engaging in self-care doing the best that we can to manage our thoughts and our emotions offloading those emotions when we need to right or also you know considering you know downsizing our homes if we need to so that there's less to take care of getting a different job so that there's uh, less stress or a more conducive atmosphere a happier atmosphere you know something that's more positive and upbeat or that has less requirements or you know requests less of us focus number nine is to release your worry and that kind of goes along with reducing your stress too many times we focus on things that we have absolutely no control over not only does this waste a lot of energy but it makes us feel mentally fatigued and emotionally drained and it's an unproductive behavior that rarely yields positive results as an example global warming is kind of a big topic of discussion right now especially with you know ice sheets and permafrost melting but how much control do you have over global warming right now yes you can and should absolutely do your part and if it's something that you care deeply and passionately about perhaps you should get involved in some sort of activism but don't waste time and energy thinking that you are going to solve this global issue single-handedly the same thing goes for worrying about friends and loved ones they have their own lives that they are in charge of and I hate to say it but it's their right to screw them up if they want to so instead focus on the things that you can control like how you spend your 24 hours of each day attending to your own health wellness and happiness and who knows maybe if you lead by example your loved ones will follow you so there are just a few things that you can focus on to improve your life and see some improvement and progress when the scale isn't moving obviously you don't need to work on all of them and in fact you don't really need to even pick one of them to improve the quality of your life if you have something that you've found that's particularly beneficial to focus on when your weight releasing efforts stall, I'd love to hear them. You can reach out to me on Facebook at fb.me forward slash coach Christy R. Hall, or you can find me at my website www.christyrhall.com. Thanks so much for listening in today. And I will talk to you guys soon.